0: to wednesday night wallop it's rylan turner kyle joseph kyle it's been a minute since me and you have been in the same room
1: (laughs) yeah um you have made your way back to uh ontario yeah and and i'm still here
0: yes that's true you're still in winnipeg uh i i uh, i heavily enjoyed my time uh out, out in winnipeg over the last week uh and uh it, living with you was, was fun. Uh, I, I, th- just because I know we're not gonna hear it till the end of the month, what was your experience living with me? <laughs>
1: it was, it was good. Um, it was, you know, it was good to, to spend some time with you. Obviously, uh, I got to see your caffeine addiction live and in person. In <laughs> uh, but yeah, it was, you know, it was nice. Uh, it was nice to see you. It was a good excuse for us to, play some games and do some stuff. It was fun doing the, you know, playing PlayStation in person. Yes. Uh, yes, a lot less lag. Yes. Uh, yeah, a lot less relying on, on your uh, your internet. Um, and yeah, it was a good time. I'm, I'm glad that glad that we had the chance to do it and we'll uh, love to see you next time you come into town if you want to stay with me again or do something else. Whatever you want to do, man.
0: Well, certainly uh, it will be not five years from now when this happens. Uh, That was the that was the biggest thing. It's just uh, you get there five years later and the whole town is just like it's the same but different. Yeah. Um, But anyway, anyway, uh, moving forward. Uh, uh, I'm curious. uh, How much do you miss Slurpees right now? I, I, I didn't want to bring that up, man. I really didn't want to bring that up. Like I'm, I'm having you a hard had, time. You had a few while you were here. Yes, I did. I I tried to take it. in. See, like I feel like I could have had more, but um, I also like was just conscious of the fact that like I just I, I didn't want to put that much sugar into my body. Uh, like they're but just sure. I, I'm I'm old enough now where like. I wanted it. Trust me, I wanted it. And I, the, the, as soon as I got here, I think I think before I even got to the apartment, I had one in my grasp. And uh, yeah, I, I, I certainly I, I that I'll, I'll miss them sorely. I will miss them sorely. That was uh, that was an experience. So without further ado, I feel like it's time to get into some
1: news uh, in the wrestling world, and we're gonna do that in the segment we like to call Wednesday Night Roundup. It's a Wednesday Night Roundup. Juice Robinson is no longer part of New Japan. It appears that he is officially a free agent now.
0: Yeah, and showing up on AEW Dynamite as soon as he announces that is, uh... It's a bold move. It's a bold... Still representing the Bullet Club. So, s- some New Japan affiliation somewhat anyway, uh, I suppose. Um... But yeah, it's it's interesting. Um, do you think this is a guy who AEW is going to grab? Do you do you think this is a guy who might be able to make his way back to WWE? Ooh, we're getting the return of CJ Parker. Um, oh, I don't. I see. I don't think if he went back to WWE, we we would have CJ Parker anymore. I think Juice Robinson is here to stay. Uh,
1: I mean, they, they do look
0: rock hard, rock hard, like Juice Chase Chase Robinson.
1: Fame? Um, I will say. I could see him in AEW. I just don't... I don't know. I feel like... Impact is kind of keeping some of the Bullet Club stuff going as well. Um, he's got options, certainly. I feel like he's a guy who I'd like to see maybe do a tour a little bit first before he settles on any one thing. Right. But... I mean, he's sort of been touring for a while. Maybe he's ready to settle down Neither either company. I could see him finding a home in in WWE um though I don't know to me he's always felt like a mid carter.
0: <laughs> just Kyle's just throwing shade of juice I think
1: he's a very good wrestler I just don't I don't know there's something maybe it's just maybe I just don't I, maybe I haven't seen like I haven't really seen him in New Japan at all so I can't say that, you know, I haven't seen his best work, obviously. But, yeah, I don't know. We'll see what happens with him. Obviously, his wife is appears to be in AEW to stay. So I could see maybe doing, them doing something with that. If they want to do the Bullet Club stuff, he'd be a nice addition. I just don't know. I think the Bullet Club is kind of... It's a New Japan thing, you know?
0: yeah that's that's the that was the weirdest part about his his whole get up and entrance tonight as i i I've, i at first I didn't know that he wasn't um wasn't so, or wasn't signed to new Japan anymore so I saw that and I'm like oh okay well that makes sense they 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 were, the companies are working together and then as soon as you find out he's not signed you're like oh that's what's, a weird
1: what's weird on move. to me too is that I feel like this might be confirmation that new japan of america is not working out and yeah because juice robinson was kind of supposed to be one of their bit like they had a few guys that were supposed to be big names for them and it's yeah it's not going great
0: there certainly always has been that um that that you know like wall in the way of new japan really getting over in north america to the fullest extent right and and doing this new japan america thing i mean like i i haven't watched any of it so like i can't speak on it i can't tell you whether it's good stuff or not or or you know like well wh- my point is that like it's not even
1: that it's um i don't the rest is probably very good oh i'm sure yeah it's just not making for black for, uh excuse the term and uh, the turn of phrase, but it's not making an impact. Right. It doesn't seem to be resonating in the wrestling world the way I think. I think they were really hoping it would, and I think if we're talking about a new Japan of America that still had the Young Bucks and still had Kenny or some combination of some of those guys, I think we're talking about a different animal. As it stands right now, I just don't know if they have enough. Recognizable talent, especially to you know more casual fans, right? uh, In order to to be able to do that, here,
0: no, yeah, I agree, I certainly agree.
1: We'll move on. Uh, Another piece of the other piece of news that we have, this one's going to be a little bit longer just because of the nature of it. Um, currently, what we again, we're going to get to the, the what we know and what we've heard portions of this Uh, because what we've heard is part of the problem in this particular story. But what we are aware of right now is that Malachi Black and Buddy Matthews are both taking a break from wrestling AEW. They, as of today, as far as we know, are still under contract with AEW, but they are taking time away from wrestling at the Taha for the moment. Malachi Black did, I can't remember what it was, Instagram Live? Yeah, Instagram Live, yeah. Yeah, he was on uh, live to clear up some misconceptions. I think he was—he seemed very upset about a lot of the rumors and stuff that have come out uh, about his situation, his status, how he was feeling. So he wanted to clear the air a little bit, which is fair. It's you know everybody has the right to to go, especially now that we have things like Instagram Live. You have every opportunity to go out and set the record straight for whatever it is that you think. Uh, where you feel you've been slighted uh, by what the media, in this case, you know the wrestling media, happens to be reporting. And Buddy Matthews, I think to a similar degree, uh, came out and talked about some stuff, but was I think his his was more recent, uh, his uh, leave
0: of absence.
1: This is hard. This is a hard story. I know you want to talk about. This.
0: Yeah, so I mean like uh, again, I am not out here naming names and like I, I discussed this with Kyle last night because uh, I I wanted to find the the best approach and Kyle's the perfect filter for me. Uh he's the he's the Vince McMahon to my Vince Russo. Oh, uh Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> that's Uh, praise i guess but like very 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 in a very backhanded uh, i didn't mean it like that i know (laughs) um no I, i just like listen these are people's lives that we're reporting on, regardless. Is I understand this is an industry with inflated egos on both the the wrestler side and, as we discussed last night, the the, the you know the media side. Obviously, there there are inflated egos during in you know in some of those outlets. Well, as well, it's it comes
1: with a territory. Yes, for, ha- for having to cover to cover this industry,
0: absolutely, it kind of require
1: that same kind of personality
0: in order to do that. And and we also discussed, you know, that in 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 pro sports, you know, we have situations like we have writers that are following the team and 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 coaches and, and players have are obligated to do interviews after the the games yep. and 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 what have you and post or in, in halftime and whatnot. Um, Being a wrestling
1: journalist is kind of a no love job, right? There is a there is a great demand for information. That is very difficult to attain through your normal channels, because the WWE press office and, to that degree, the AEWs is they're limiting what they're willing to give away. Understandably, because part of what their industry is requires some level of secrecy. Right. Otherwise, it kind of you know you could easily. I I don't know if everyone would, but you could easily see journalists, you know, reporting matches or reporting, um, like, results of things like that in advance. And that would ruin a lot.
0: Right. For for a lot of people. Um, One of the biggest points, though, that I did want to make is that, and maybe I'm alone on this one, but I feel like. And and uh, like again, I'm not naming names, but there are you know prominent wrestling journalists out there. We all know them. We all um, we all t- like Kyle. You and I report the news based on what these people you know report. That's yes. that's how we do it. We and and I feel like we we are fair, and and and, and you you certainly help that because <laughs> sometimes I go in guns blazing and and I need that guy. Um, but again, what I like we had him come out uh, or Malachi Black come out and, and deny these rumors that he's asked for his release from AEW, that he's on his way back to WWE and I just feel like it, when you're in a position of you're the guy who people go to for information about the this industry in particular I feel like it is your responsibility to be as careful as possible now I'm not, like I said, I'm not naming names I'm not bringing up quotes here But if this guy's saying that he didn't ask for his release and this information is wrong, then I feel like that's where these things need to be dropped. Now, one in particular didn't touch this because we we have an element of of mental health issues that uh, Malachi Black has been very forthcoming and talking about, and that's part of the reason as to why he's taking a step back. As far as I've been uh, informed, Buddy Matthews is dealing with visa issues right now, renewing Mm -hmm. his visas. So and that that is why he's taking time off. Um, And again, he also, you know, when when reports had come out that he was uh, leaving AEW, he had posted a gif of just saying fake, fake, fake. Now, and again, Kyle and I also discussed the fact that these are pro wrestlers and they're the part of this industry is, like Kyle said, you know, an element of secrecy. And if you're going to make a big jump to another company and what have you, yeah, you don't want to be, like, sitting there talking about it on Twitter because you want to make as big a splash as possible. Yeah, but, unless you're MJ. Yes, of course. And it, But that guy's already going to make a big splash if he makes that move. So yeah. regardless, though, um, be responsible is all I'm saying. And I'm not saying that anyone wasn't. But I I, I, I personally felt like, respons- you know, there there were an there was an element of we don't have all the information here, but we're going to make this a story. And it was not one uh, said journalist. It was a few of them. More than more than two uh, that I saw, you know, and 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 I just feel like leave this guy alone. Just leave it alone. And this this is a story of a guy who wants a break And, and he probably wants to spend some time with his wife. And he probably wants to spend some time at home and recalibrate and do that thing. And he has every right to do that. Kyle was, I feel, feel very passionate last night when he was talking about this guy and how this guy is unfortunately not that had the run in AEW that he's want, probably wanted to have. Yeah. Um, started very, very prominently and, and, you know, decreased as time went down and our time went on. And that's really sad because this is a guy who Kyle and I are big fans of. But like...
1: Malachi Black, I, when we did our list of, you know, best wrestler, like favorite wrestlers of all time, I hit him third. Yeah. I stand by that.
0: Yeah. Um This is a guy who, you know, we're, we're huge fans of and we do. I, I would love... I I really want to see him stay in AEW. I, I'm biased on that. I don't yeah. want to see him go back to WWE. I, I feel like AEW has, has the perfect landscape for this guy. That's just my opinion. Um but just leave the guy alone. Leave buddy Matthews alone. Like why, yeah. why? we don't we don't need this and it's, it comes down to wrestling tribalism that like that's really what it is. Yeah, you know so these these and and, then, and and unfortunately some of these some of the media stirs a lot of that shit up. And yep. and, and and we and we do get a lot of that them versus us crap. And 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 MJF has been doing interviews and saying that he thinks that's ridiculous because anybody who doesn't watch the competition to at least study it is not putting in their best effort as a pro wrestler. This is a guy so, who talks very positively about every company and every wrestler. He's talking about Brian Pillman in it in a, in a positive light in interviews. Like anyway, sorry, I'm 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 going off course. Go on, Kyle. I'll be
1: like I want to be careful about this because. Again, as you said, Sean Ross Saps, the John Pollock's, the Dave Meltzer's, the Brian Alvarez's, the world, these are people whose work we rely upon whenever we're doing this. Right? They do invaluable, very frustrating work where you're basically chasing rumors about rumors and trying to put together, in some cases, daily content as a result of
0: that. Yeah, that's really that's <laughs> like it's a job that I want to do, but I'm not there yet. So like yeah, I, I'll it's, say it's it's a big, big job and a hard job. Yes,
1: and it's it's an it's an, a difficult undertaking, and it's difficult to try to both you know pay the bills and then also to try to make sure that you have everything verified because you you just. In order to get your, you know, I's dotted and T's checked requires a level of access that is just not available to the, uh, the journalists of the world. And then you're also competing with, um, in part you're competing with other like pro wrestlers where, where the podcasting industry is a, a cottage industry itself. <laughs> of wrestling podcasts. It's true. <laughs> of wrestlers doing podcasts and then on top of that so you're you're competing with those people who have a more direct I- impact but still have their biases and different things like that and um you're also competing with you know the wwe does their own press stuff uh AEW does their own press stuff and they try to control the control the narrative um Control how the way that their uh, product is consumed, and um, you know WWE does a lot of puts a lot of work into their pre shows and the bump and all of these different things, and presents them kind of as journalism, but it's journalism. It's
0: like journalism done, light.
1: Yeah, it's journalism done by WWE for WWE. Yes, and that's fine. Like you know, the bump is the bump is good for what it is. It's entertaining. It's just, you know, you're, you're only going to get butt so much about the business behind the business from a company that's trying to keep that parts up and quiet. Right. Um, what I will say about this is, uh, I'll say two things. One, a lot of these people who have been doing this have been doing it for a very long time, and... I can understand, particularly Dave Meltzer, I will say this. For a guy who's been doing this job for as long as he has, like, he's been going since the 80s, um, and has been like a pretty reliable source of news for quite some time. Reliability in the modern age is, you know, some of it's subjective, but, you know,
0: it's It's unfortunately too subjective, I think. <laughs> but,
1: well the big problem the big problem is that, like it's a thankless job and but you know, somebody's doing it and he's the one who's gonna take a lot of the bullets for doing that. Right. And the other thing about him in particular, which gets some people's dander up, is that he has never been quiet about where his allegiances lie in terms of the kind of wrestling that he prefers he will outright say that Japanese wrestling is better than American wrestling. Like, he has made no secret of that. Right. And as someone who definitely sees his point of view in terms of the type of wrestling that I enjoy, I don't really have a problem with... And I don't have a problem with anybody saying that anything's their preference, you know? Right. Like, if you love the WWE, that's great. Especially right now where they appear to be going through a bit of a a boom period, and things are really clicking right now for a lot of very talented wrestlers, I can see the desire to want Aleister Black back in that fold, especially the Aleister Black that Triple H was molding to be this Stone Cold Steve Austin figure in NXT. Slash Undertaker figure. He was a very interesting character that he was putting together. Right. And then he got called up to the main roster and reduced to a, a door. So a weird, weird situation. And that's why it was exciting to see him come to AEW and it's exciting to see him get to have all these creative ideas and show them off and see how nuanced and subtle his understanding of wrestling is. Remind me a lot of Bray Wyatt. Yes, yes. As a guy who just has this endless fountain of creativity and really wants to do cool stuff and wants to reward wrestling fans for paying attention to the details. And wrestling fans love being rewarded for paying attention to details.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But the reality is, is that this person who has taken a break from work for mental health reasons, like... The last thing I wanted to do, and there was a situation that did come up, was be reminded of work, was have to deal with that while you're in your time away, while you're trying to get yourself sorted out, while you're trying to, you know, recenter yourself. And in an already frustrating industry, in an already very public, very toxic community, that the online wrestling community can be sometimes to be mired in that and also dealing with all of this other stuff. It, I can't imagine how overwhelming that is. And I hope that this is the end of it, that we've reached the point where, you know, Malachi black can go, he can go off, do his, take the time that he needs to feel better about stuff. And then figure his wrestling career out once he's feeling better no whatever I, he decides to do i'm gonna be happy to follow him to do that because he is very good
0: i i, um, I agree with you i d- definitely agree with you on that uh i do wish that uh, him the best and and uh, hope to see him you know uh, whenever like you said he he's ready to go but <laughs> uh no i just i, I don't know i, I So all of the stuff that just came, his his whole, his whole Instagram live thing, just, it it got me riled up and uh, I did definitely want to touch on it in the new set. I think
1: for me, the big thing about it is it was such a stark counterpoint to the, him going live the night after he debuted in the surprise off of Dynamite. It's to go from that, from one to the other is kind of heartbreaking and I wish him the best. And honestly, when he does come back to whatever he's going to be doing, I hope he's going to be able to find the creative freedom and fulfillment that he needs out of, or that he wants out of wrestling. Because it is very, very frustrating to go to a job that feels creatively unsatisfying, especially when you feel like you've got all of these really great ideas that you're not able to, uh, to accomplish. Right. It, like it's an endlessly frustrating endeavor. So I hope you'll be able to find what he's looking for wherever it happens to be. If it's an AEW, great. I'll, I'll be watching it and I will be talking about it. And if it's WWE, I'll be sure to see the, the highlights and pay-per-view moments that I will get to with it. But whatever it is, you know, wherever he happens to go, I'm going to be happy to watch whenever I can. Agreed. And I think that's about it. So are we ready to get to the rundown?
0: Uh, Isn't it the... Yeah, is it the rundown? Yes, it is the rundown. Yes, yes. sorry. It is time for the Wednesday night rundown.
1: Jericho Appreciation Society had a uh, a meeting. They had a had a celebration of sorts. That great segment. It, uh, we'll get to it. We, we, there's lots to talk about it here, uh, but we're going to discuss it later. The segment ends with uh, an impromptu match between Brian Danielson and Matt Menard, which Brian Danielson wins. MJF and Wheeler Yuta have a sort of back and forth. I don't know that we're going to talk about that. Nope. Uh, it, they're going to have a match next week. John Moxley wrestled. Uh, I don't know if the title was on the line in this, but it was a match against Juice Robinson that he won. Soraya came out and was uh, had a segment to big up the women's division. Uh, this ended in... Tony Storm and Serena Deev having a lumberjack match, which Tony Storm won to defend her women's championship. Her, I should say, interim women's championship. The Acclaimed had a backstage segment. We'll talk about that later. Team Andrade seems to be falling apart. The, uh, or I guess the Andrade family office, or whatever they're calling themselves. Um, Jose, the assistant, is very mad. So we're we're actually gonna get a, a match based on that next week too. Or is it or is it no that's on rampage. Uh, the acclaimed is taking on the private party or is taking on private party and the butcher and the blade in a triple threat for the tag team titles. And then we got Ricky Starks defeating Eli Esam in a squash match. And finally chris jericho defeated bandito in a match to defend his roh world championship and we will be talking about that later too Rowan,
0: why don't you give me some honorable mentions oh i've got so many this week i've got so many uh the ocho the ocho kyle this is my favorite chris jericho persona (laughs)
1: How many has he had since being in AEW? He's only been here
0: three years. I know. I, I was surprised but it wasn't the Wizard anymore.
1: Because he's Le Champion, the Wizard, the Painmaker.
0: Uh, have there been others? This is this is what I feel like happened. I feel like after last week, Chris Jericho, he went home. Oh, the Lionheart. Yes, of course. Uh, he went home and he cracked open a bottle of Goose and he watched Dodgeball. And by the end of that bottle of goose and the end of that movie, he was like, I am the Ocho now.
1: <sighs> We're going to talk about that later, too.
0: Yes. Uh, pff, other honorable mentions. Uh... A- everything Matt Menard tonight. I, I know we're we're going to talk about that later, but everything Matt Menard is- was great. Uh, William Regal on commentary in the opening match, flirting with uh, Excalibur. I had this on my honorable mentions too. Yes, this is fantastic. Uh, he could he could call them Rice Krispy or something like that. Yeah, he could snap, crackle, and pop them all. who he wants. Yeah, I lo- Tony Tony
1: Schiavone. Uh, it's so uncomfortable. He's offering this, to switch him seats. Oh, uh, <laughs> I was laughing so hard, it was really good.
0: Um, Ricky Starks, I i i dug him, uh, just getting a, a match on Dynamite, and and while it was a squash match, it was impressive. It was an impressive little squash match, and I, I had the acclaimed and Keith Lee backstage. I thought Keith Lee, man, he's got to show up in yeah. a hoodie and 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 just speak very deeply and, and just say some words. And I'm just like, I'm ready for the next the next moment with the, these guys. So
1: 100,
0: uh, 100. I'm I'm digging this. So that those are my honorable mentions. Uh, the only
1: one I had was Regal and, and Excalibur, and the the love story that is building in, in AEW. Yes, uh, underneath our very noses. Uh, your number five, uh, we're going to talk about later. Yes, at length. <laughs> um, but my number five. Oh, let's talk about the acclaimed. Um, so next week is National Scissors Week. Oh Jesus. Which is going to be a whole thing. I have no idea how that's going to go. But I think the, the big takeaway from this was, yeah, the Keith Lee uh, interruption was great. I am interested to see if Billy Gunn is going to stick around with this group. I do think he adds something to to the Acclaimed right now. Yes. But I, I do wonder if that if he is the long-term plan for them or what they're going to do. They're all very over, obviously. The Acclaimed is super over. Um... I'm also, yeah, I'm excited to see them defend those titles. Obviously, like, if they're having a segment on Rampage next week or on uh, Dynamite next week, they're going to defend the titles. Right. But, uh, but yeah, like, I'm excited to see them keep going. I think that they are a super team. And I will say, um, Private Party. Versus the acclaimed, if that's the direction we end up getting to uh, for this, I'd be super hyped for that one. Yes.
0: Yes. Those,
1: I... those, those are four people who can, can go 100% and all very young, too. So I would be very excited to see those guys if that's the direction they're going. Absolutely. Um, yeah, that's pretty much all I wanted to say about that. Uh, Rylan, what's your number four?
0: Where the hell in the world is Miro? good question because this guy has not been seen since all out and he is so he was sorely missed on an episode of dynamite like tonight where we were I think me and Kyle can both agree we went into this dynamite and by the end of it we were and now i was already soured by the fact that this dynamite took me forever to watch because of my internet but for it to not really be that good of a show didn't help the case um and I say that and, and, and I loved some of this show but like there's just the rest of it just kind of was there and just it felt like it dragged a little bit and it's never dragged before and I just mm. feel like a guy like Miro would have been perfect for this show uh, you know you know, he, he, would, he would have fit in somewhere and, and it would have been great It would be it a match be it a promo whatever the case may be this is a guy who should be going after Wardlow
1: yeah or like it's, I, I just want to say direction for him.
0: Yes, absolutely. Uh, so that's whatever
1: my, it is. You need a direction for
0: Arrow, and and that's my number four.
1: I will say, for like Wardlow, who has has yet to have a real feud.
0: He, yeah, he he's kind of he's been fooling around with Jay Lethal for a bit, but that's that seems to be, and and now it seems to be the uh, uh, the, the the Tony Nice and uh, Mark Sterling unit. Of Josh well, Jason, Woods.
1: Again, that's not really a feud for him. It's just a series of squashes. I feel like I want to see him get into some matches that we're going to sink your teeth into. Whether that's going to be, um, I guess, the person who is chasing after the title. Who is going to go after the title? Actually, I don't know. They don't really have anybody planned for, for this title, the TNT title yet. So, hopefully they've got something coming up. That we're going to get to see, but right now it's just uh, it's a waiting game. Yeah. I'd like to see Ricky Starks go after him.
0: I think that would be good, but I would but I would also like to see Ricky Starks beat him, and I don't feel like it's time for that yet.
1: Yeah. I, it's tricky because I can't think of a heel I want to go after. Um, Could be Hobbs. After Hobbs wouldn't be a bad one, certainly. Those two would, would be a lot of fun. Um, my number four, Ricky Starks versus Eli Isom, the uh, squash match. Um, a couple fun notes from this one. Obviously, Ricky Starks' entrance is fantastic. Yes. He remains a charisma, a physical charisma machine. And the pin this week. <laughs> yeah, He rolled him up and just sort of sat on him. And Eli Isom was visibly laughing by the end of the pin. Um... I, he, he cracked him up even. Um, the guy who was getting
0: pinned. Well, he by, like by he like leapfrogged and and sat on his stomach like it was yeah ridiculous.
1: Um, Ricky Starks is out there having a lot of fun. That's great to see. Uh, that was my number four.
0: Great choice. Uh, Rylan, you're number three. Uh, I like me some Juice Robinson and some John Moxley. I thought this was good. Uh, furthers Moxley, you know, being the stud that he is. Uh, you were not a fan of this, though. You, no, you...
1: I, it wasn't a bad match. It just, it just didn't really do anything for
0: me. Fair enough. That's, that's fair. Uh, I, I've, th- like, these guys have history going back to their New Japan days and a feud for the, their United States title. So I, I, like, I saw a lot of that in here, and I am a fan of Juice. Uh, I, I do enjoy a lot of his work. So it was nice to see him get highlighted here, especially against the world champion. I feel like that's yep. kind of like a nice way to to show up on dynamite
1: 100 like that's a that's a pretty primo slot for for juice robinson to get. and yeah it was like it wasn't a bad match i, I didn't i didn't not enjoy it it was just sort of for me it just kind of happened
0: um uh, what did you have for number three?
1: uh i will discuss that later okay um we've got we got more to discuss about that um in fact no, let's talk about it right now because your num- my number three was your number two, is the Jericho Appreciation Society, the pinnacle of sports entertainers.
0: Yes, yes. Uh, there's so much here. Firstly, there, uh, there's so much per- to talk about. The purple outfits and the purple carpet oh, was fantastic. Uh, the pizza, the, the, the yeah, the
1: pizza. Pe- they they did bring out. Uh, they've gotten their money's worth from this guy. Spinning his pizza, he—I will say—I was impressed for how long he was going for. It. Yeah, th- he does this
0: while he wrestles, Kyle. He yeah,
1: does this while well, he I know, wrestles. I know he does it while he wrestles, but it was like a solid five minutes that he was like while he wrestled. Like I saw the clip online of him of him doing this while he wrestled, but that was like a minute long clip. This was like five solid minutes of tossing dough, and it was mad impressive.
0: Yes, uh, we're also going to talk about something that lasted five minutes that was mad impressive later. Uh, oh boy um
1: I t- like I'll say this Matt Menard was was highly entertaining. yes um Anna Jay starting to come into her come into her own. I know the crowd was kind of oh uh, they did not like her,
0: like her Kyle. They, they were hitting her
1: up a little bit <laughs> yeah. but she got to it. I feel like having the steadying presence of Chris Jericho there always always helps. To be able to, like, they're gonna get through their promo, they're gonna
0: get through their stuff, and it's always gonna be good. The bucket hat. Yes, the, the, when he pulls the bucket hat out, and you hear Matt Menard in the background go, What a nice guy! I just die. I just die. Oh my god, this guy is priceless. You slap us in our faces. Like,
1: D- uh, Daniel Garcia knocking out Luigi Primo. Yes,
0: yes. And he sold it for, like, seven minutes. Yeah, that was the thing, is he was just lying,
1: after spinning his pizza dough, he's just lying flat on the floor. Yes. Uh, Um, I did, I did appreciate that, um, uh... Ty uh, took some time away from from making out with Sammy Guevara to go get a slice of pizza.
0: Yeah, I love them just eating pizza in the background. Just the three of them, just ridiculous. Anna J, Ty, and, and and Sammy Guevara, who's just like wolfing this pizza down. Yeah, I mean, you might as well. Like, they brought
1: pizza for the segment. You might as well get some. Wait,
0: Danny Garcia, Garcia, when he threw the pizza out of the ring, the front row, just like, what the fuck, man? <laughs> you tell it it's tells a the- Philadelphia crowd for sure. Yeah,
1: it was funny because they were talking about it being New York pizza. And the crowd <laughs> didn't appreciate this. No. Nope. Um, oh, man. Was... But yeah, I, everything about this segment was fantastic. Brian Danielson coming out was a lot of fun. I it, I love Brian Danielson getting to just be like his goofy weird self. Like his character Yes. doesn't like he's the serious wrestling machine and everything like that. But in promos he's not trying to do he's d- none of that. Why? Yes. He just to be goofball Brian Danielson.
0: This was I feel like this was the closest we've come to himself him in WWE. Was this segment? Mm. I feel he he was working the crowd. He knew exactly how to get them riled up. And by the end of this segment, this crowd was like red hot. Yeah, and the, the crowd was a bit. And that was the thing. The crowd was
1: a bit all over the place for this one, uh, just because uh, they were, you know, the heel. He they were working them so hard. Jer- uh, Jericho, you want some pizza? You can't. You yeah. don't have it. Not it. You can't have it. Whoa. <laughs> Oh, he he Jer- is, Jericho's still doing amazing work.
0: Yeah, like fifty one or fifty two years old, and this guy is just—it's fantastic. It's it's the uh, what is it the Jer or the R- R- ring of Jericho now? It's yes. not Ring of Honor anymore.
1: Yep, it is Ring of Jericho and the Ring of Jericho title. Uh, he is going to take out. Uh, we'll we'll get to that too because that was that promo at the end was fantastic too. Uh, but yeah, like this was a lot of fun. It sets up Garcia is going with uh, Danielson uh, in a tag match next week.
0: Yes, against Jericho and Guevara. Uh, that'll be interesting. I, I'm yeah. still not convinced he switched sides yet. No, I agree. And I don't know that BCC needs more people,
1: but we'll see.
0: Well, we'll it's see, a- we'll, we'll see if, if, if MJF kills Wheeler Yuta next week. Because I feel like that's what we need to do at this point, is we just need to kill off that character. He's a throw oh, him in a dumpster or something.
1: Oh, poor Wheeler Yeah, He's, Wheeler wheelie is very
0: good he, he is, is good. very good and and i and i do understand your your point about uh, that you made off air about and not everyone Not needs everybody
1: to- needs to talk not everybody needs to talk just let the good wrestlers wrestle sure sure
0: but i will say they tried this shit with him last week and i don't know what they were thinking going like oh you know what he needs to be in the ring that's, a, that's better for him. Oh, and you know how Tony Schiavone was interviewing him last week? Fuck it. Give him a live mic. Let's go. I just, oh, it just, for me, it was so cringy. So cringy. Yeah,
1: it's, it's a weird, it's a weird uh, feud for MJF to come back on.
0: Certainly. Um, your, my number two, or sorry, uh, my number five was your number two, and you want to talk about this. Okay. So I'm going to
1: start by talking about the positives. Good, good, because there—I think there are some. There are some. Um, positive number one: there was women's wrestling, at least in terms of at least in terms of TV time, for a good twenty or so minutes right. this week. Right. And that's good. That is a step in the right direction. If Soraya is going to mean that they take this division more seriously, that's good. And if it's not going to mean that, why did we even bother signing her? Right. Positive number two. I thought Britt Baker uh, did a relatively good job with the time that she had. And you know what? Broken nose, Britt Baker is always best Britt Baker.
0: It's true. It's true. She looks she like, I, I wanted to make the comment. She was dressed like nineteen ninety-seven. <laughs> she she's, But yeah, she
1: she wears her war wounds well and she her character is very well established in, in AEW and every time she, you know, bleeds for this company, it only serves to further the fact that she is foundational to this women's division. Uh, positive number three. The crowd was over for Jamie Hayter. Mm-hmm. That's good. Uh, I think Jamie Hayter should get uh, a title opportunity at some point. One-on-one. That would be good. I, th-
0: I think... Wait, 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 wait. Positive. We now know it's Soraya. That was... She did say it on Twitter. She, she, um, sure, sure. But now she said it on TV and Taz really yeah. drove it home. yes. They
1: they were very clear on that. Um, uh, sadly, we have reached the end of the positives. This segment was a mess. Yeah, it was all over the place. They brought out they brought out a bunch of women to reintroduce them, which was fi- a fine idea, and then they didn't get to it, which. Just, and then, like, I don't want to be that guy. But a Lumberjack match is not a good stipulation. It's never, it's never been a good stipulation. It's always been silly. And it, especially when we're talking about title contenders working as Lumberjacks, It reduces the division to feeling like an afterthought.
0: And on top of that, on top of that, if you're going to pull out a line like, I asked Tony about this in the back, and it's nice to have a boss who listens to me. If you're going to pull that line out, you maybe want a better match than a lumberjack match.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Look. I will give them credit for the effort. What else do we talk about here? The match
0: itself was fine. The match I thought the I, match was good. It like, it, yeah. it it didn't it started fine. It picked up at the end and I thought that yeah. the match itself by the end of it was good. Um but the the it, the Avalanche Storm Zero was a great way to finish. Right. And and again for a segment that it, for for a segment of the show that you know got some time it was nice to see the women highlighted with a good match. However, uh, unfortunately, Soraya's promo was all over the place. Yep. And that's... (sighs) She said something about how she was the revolution. I think what she was trying to say was that she was the revolution in WWE. And that she was going to be the revolution there. But there's so many unanswered questions about... What exactly her role is? She didn't, and I feel like that's this was the segment to kind of talk about what she what, what we were going to see from her,
1: yeah, and was, why she was a, there. Yeah, it is very interesting that for a segment that was trying to reintroduce the women's division, which <sighs> Tony, Tony, can we talk? Hey, Tony, you know this is something that, that you could do. You don't. You don't need to get Soraya to to say that the women's division is great. You could do that. And in fact, you don't need to say it even. You could do it by booking multiple women's matches on a television show. Or having the commentators talk about how great some of these women are. And then having them showcase that in quality matches they're able to put on. It's almost as though this is not hard. Also... If you're going to have an introduction of the women's division on Dynamite, I feel like we were remiss to not have Jade Cargill here.
0: Yes, she was missing from this segment.
1: Now, it is distinctly possible that Jade Cargill was not here because of the hurricane. If that's the case, totally fine. Sure. Sure.
0: That I would have saved all this though. This could have I, been. A, I, I feel agree. like this could have been. It, all we needed was her, her to come out and explain why she's here, explain yeah. what she's doing and what she wants to do. You didn't need all of this, you know, lumberjack nope. stuff.
1: Nope. And it it was very. It was very much. And what was weird about it is it felt like it was going in the direction of look at the talent that is here in this ring. Isn't that impressive? And then they didn't do that.
0: I won't lie to you. When they did bring those four women out, I, for at least three and a half minutes, I did not know who Madison rain was. I, I I was standing there and I'm like, (laughs) okay, we've, we've got, we've got Athena and we, and and, and, and we, I I even recognize sky blue. And the only reason, the only reason I recognize sky blue is because of her eyeliner.
1: And Willow Nightingale. Yes, she's Willow like, Nightingale.
0: She was great. Uh, yeah. Um. And, but my my problem, like I said, I just sat there for a minute and I was like, "Who in the fuck is that?" And, I have a question for you. Sure.
1: Was the fourth woman with Britt Baker Penelope Ford? It was. Okay, that's who I thought it was, but I wasn't sure,
0: and that's part of the problem. Yeah, and 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 on top of that. Like since when are they all together? I have no idea. Yeah, like That's the, why I was confused. It it was almost as if you know, like, now it's just again. This segment was just a mess. I I I, also, I give. Also, them-
1: why are Britt Baker and Serena Deeb friends? Like it felt like it was very much like okay, all the heels got a band together and all the faces got a band together too. It you know what this felt like. It felt like Paige was getting us ready, or uh, not Paige, sorry, it felt like Soraya, I, I, I use Paige for this reason, it felt like Paige was rallying the troops for uh, SmackDown to beat Raw on Survivor Series. Yeah, I was just about to say, yeah. Like, that's what this felt like, and it it just didn't quite work, and it felt a little bit out of place. The Lumberjack stipulation didn't really change anything to the match. Um and it never does like it's not a good stipulation for that reason. But yeah, like uh, ultimately Tony Storm winning was good. I thought the, the match was the match was, you know, it built to something pretty good. And I like Serena Deeb. I think she's a great wrestler and innovative in terms of her ability to, to do technical wrestling. Sure. I think the shame for me is that Serena Deeb kind of needs somebody who can match her hold for hold. And after the Hikaru Shida feud, I don't know that there's anybody left who can do that.
0: I, I, I agree with you on that. I, I think that's going to be a difficult task uh, to find somebody to be able to match her technically. Um, but, I mean, like, I, again, this, this again, I give them a, a B plus for effort. yes. Yeah, uh, but it, the rest of it, I just it's I don't a know. D minus in execution. Absolutely.
1: And that's the thing about like, and you know, what? and I don't want to fault AEW for at least trying.
0: No, that's what I'm saying. Like, I would give them an A if I felt like there was some sort of looseness to this. I feel like yes. they got all these w- women in the room and everyone had ideas and they just went, "All right, let's do them all." Yeah. And
1: uh, again, it was. It begged up Britt Baker, which is fine. It it did a little bit of bigging up Serena Deeb and a little bit of Tony Storm. But a lot of the rest of the division felt like Athena shouldn't feel like just another, you know, person. She's on a different level than Sky Blue.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I felt bad for her almost when she was brought out. As you know, bring this, bring bring the women out. Bring the yes. women out.
1: Let's get all the women standing around the ring. And also, and, oh, why were
0: there only four?
1: Like, there's so that is also a very good question. This women's division has many more women than we saw here today.
0: Right. And again, you you it could very very well be the hurricane. Maybe there this was planned Just to be a bigger possible. S- this could have been a bigger segment, but it just—it uh, it wasn't. So
1: yeah, this was a miss. But again, if it's going to lead to more time for the women on on this on the show in the future, that is good. I want to see Sera and Jade Cargill, not the, not a match. Obviously, we're not we're not ready for matches for Sera just yet, but. I want to see those two interact. Right. Let's move on to number one. Same for both of us. Mm -hmm. Very obvious what was number one this week. In the year of our Lord 2022, Chris Jericho is still putting on bangers of matches. And Bandito... What a way to make a dynamite debut, my man!
0: Oh yeah, this was great, and it looked like from all accounts after Dynamite went off the air tonight that uh, he he very well may look to be signed to either Ring of Honor or AEW. Uh, he is a former Ring of Honor champion, so yep. that that there is that. Uh, this guy was just red hot uh, as soon as he came out, and I've seen him wrestle plenty of times before. He's actually uh, one of my favorite luchadors out there right now. Just great, 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 great stuff. Wait, and do you know what? Do you know the thing about, um,
1: the only thing that's crazy about about this particular, uh, thing, and it's it's another reminder about how promo skill is a little, like, it's not overrated, but it's, um, it, it's, it's something. Um, but I will say somebody who, you, you know, was able to rally the crowd without saying a word. And get the crowd fully on his side just through his physical charisma.
0: Yes, yes. Somebody like you're, you're right. Like the, this, this crowd was. It, this match started, and it the, you could tell the crowd wanted it. But by the end of it, they were so happy they had it.
1: The, the like the Eddie Chance off of the off of the uh, the Frog Splash getting like Jericho breaking out a lot of the hits. Some of the stuff those guys did.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Like that I will say that that um uh uh it was it was a power bomb, but it was uh where he, he he it was almost like a it wasn't destroyer, but it was almost like he was flipping underneath and basically power bombed him off. Like uh, a sun a, a
0: sunset yeah. flip power bomb but done yeah. at more high angle. Yeah. Jerko hit the map
1: hard.
0: <laughs> yes, he did.
1: I, I feel like Jericho's definitely feeling this one, uh, probably tonight, but like what an
0: effort. Um, the obviously the, the Spanish uh fall away slam like that, that 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 happened. The the Spanish fly that was more like a follow slam than Bandito did to Jericho. Oh my god. Like that,
1: that was one of the best spots I have seen all year. Oh yeah.
0: Yeah, absolutely. That was great. This match was great. It it yeah. was it, it everything about it, Jericho and him worked so well together. I want to see it again. I'm I'm definitely pumped to see these guys go at it again. Um I, I do want to backtrack just slightly because I feel like there was one spot in the women's match that had to be spoken about. Uh that Tony Storm won with a pile driver off the second rope. Yeah. And and that I, I will say. We don't see a lot of that in women's wrestling, so nope. there was that. There was that. I, I did want to make that point, but no. Going back to Jericho and Bandito, um, this yeah, this was great. This was this is one of my favorite dynamite dynamite matches of the year, if if not my favorite dynamite match of the year so far.
1: Yeah, this is a very very good match. It was a great showing for both guys. We got some more heelish behavior from Jericho. Um, also. The Judas effect of Bobby Cruz at the end.
0: Yes. Yes. Well, you explain the promo, because like it was very choppy for me, so he cut a promo at the end. Well, he was he was clearly
1: like feeling it from the match. But having to do a promo immediately after like a 25-minute match is something. Basically, his thing was he is going he is here to make the remake the Ring of Honor in his image, and he is going to destroy everything that Ring of Honor holds sacred. Um He's gonna have a match against Brian Danielson for the title in Toronto. Oh, the Toronto Dynamite. Yes. Toronto Dynamite is getting uh, Jericho. Um Actually I wonder where they where they're holding that in
0: Toronto. Uh the Coca-Cola something or other.
1: Cool. Um but yeah, we're getting we're getting Jericho and, and Danielson for the title in there. And his big thing—he's—he's going to take out anything with regard to or with relation to ROH. He is there to destroy it. Uh, he went through the list of like you know, wrestlers, managers, whatever it is, and then he got to ring announcers, and then he uh, hit uh, Bobby Cruz the Judas Effect. And yeah, he is clearly the anti-ROH ROH champion, and it's an interesting way to build.
0: Yes, I I, I I I agree. I, I think that there's definitely an element of it that I, like I don't like him saying that no one knows what Ring of Honor was, and, and but yeah, I, do that's under- fair. I do understand it's his character. But like,
1: but he does put over like he does put over everybody. Like he put over Bandito. He did. He did tonight in a big way.
0: And, and he did in the promo as well, saying that we, the crowd yeah. was looking gonna see something incredible, and they did. Like he delivered on that, oh, yeah. and that you don't see that a lot in wrestling. <laughs> uh, but yeah. especially but when it's a heel is, saying something,
1: he's bigging up he's bigging up the guys. But I think his big thing is that these traditions are stupid, and I'm just gonna do what I want
0: the the code of honor that he did at the, be- uh, the 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 handshake he did at the beginning.
1: Yeah. Priceless. Oh, Rickman was is having none of it. It was the biggest... He, yeah he was he was giving giving Bandito dap and then the finger. And uh yeah, it was an insult to the code of honor, which yeah. that, is, that sounds like Jericho.
0: Um uh, so that was a great main event, and there was a great segment with the Jericho Appreciation Society. Um, but I'm giving the show a three. They both get a point and a half. Yeah, I feel like I'm with you. Um, again, I'm going to be
1: three as well. I'm going to give I'll give credit where credit is due that we're trying something with the women's division, which is good. We have a lot of women on television. We're trying to move things in the right direction. Hopefully, that sustains. Because that's the, that's the only thing, is that if they look at this and say, well, this didn't work, I guess the women aren't going on TV again, then you completely missed the point. Right. Um, right. But, yeah, ultimately, this is a building show and a, with a banger of a main event.
0: Kyle, uh, before we uh, get into the social medias, why don't you tell the fine folks what they... I, I, the Wednesday Night Wallop that we recorded in Winnipeg will will be dropping soon. Um and It will be dropped before you hear this. So that was an episode. Uh, there's so, definitely, definitely some quietness from Ryland. Um But uh it was what it was. Uh and what else are they gonna hear, Kyle, coming at the end of the month? Um,
1: oh boy. You're gonna hear us um you're gonna hear um me making an appearance on World's Funniest Podcast. Where we basically just talked about traveling for, for an hour, getting shots of alcohol. It was it was a time.
0: Listen, you took that as a shot. We, Me and DK, we sipped that yes, shit. Yes, that...
1: because if you sip it, it's there for much longer, and you have to deal with that licorice taste for like 20 minutes, as opposed to 30 seconds, and then washing it down with, of all things, uh, mango white claw. <laughs> I need to get this taste out of my mouth. Mango White Claw. I guess that's what we're doing here today.
0: Uh, it was a great 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 time. We we talked about our top 5 Black Keys songs and and since that day, uh, the Black Keys have been my favorite band. Yeah. I can't stop listening They're to them. Great band. Uh, great band. Uh, I
1: mean 20 years pretty
0: much yeah, have been going twenty
1: years this year since since their and first album. They out. have been churning out music like crazy, and there's a lot of luckies to listen to. We could have easily had top tens or top twenties.
0: Easily, easily, uh, especially now that I got your both your top fives. I've been discovering songs that I didn't know uh, beforehand, so it's been it's been a good ride since then. Uh, I took off when I left Winnipeg. I took off to Low High. That's a good song. Uh, yeah especially when you're like leaving the ground it's, it's interesting um <laughs> uh, anyway uh with all that being said uh kyle do we want to announce our appearance on uh podcast on friday night uh
1: yeah why not um we'll give a shout out to uh smack draw podcast yeah
0: smacking it right um smacking it rough uh
1: P- pornhub's number one wrestling podcast. yes it is indeed uh They've invited us on. I'm very much looking forward to to talking to them again. And uh, does this mean I have to watch SmackDown this week? Uh,
0: They do talk about every bit of wrestling during the week, so I'm going to make sure that I'm uh, as well-versed and listen to all the podcasts and watch what I need to watch.
1: I guess I I should, seeing as SmackDown is in Winnipeg.
0: Yes, we definitely should take that in. We definitely should take that in. So that is Friday night at 11 p.m. Central, Actually, uh, midnight I have Eastern. That off. I
1: am tempted to go to SmackDown. I don't think I'm going to, but that would be
0: fun. To well, happen. it it, it you, you let me know if you do. We'll, we'll 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 have a. Oh, I think I think that my my puppy is telling me it's time to wrap this uh, show. Why
1: don't you then uh, tell the people where they can find us on social media?
0: If you want to find us on Twitter, it's at WNWallop. On Instagram, it's WNWallop. On Facebook, just type in Wednesday Night Wallop and search myself and Kyle... Or Sorry, just search Wednesday Night Wallop and you'll find myself and Kyle Joseph's name on a nice black and gold banner. Uh, Click the follow button. Uh, and you'll you know be able to find podcasts as well as posts that we make from time to time. Uh, if you want to find me on Twitter, it's at R-Y-A-M Sport Report. Kyle, why don't you tell them where they can find you on Twitter? Uh, if
1: you want to find me on Twitter, you can do so at kj. That is L-E-R-E-G-E-N-D-A-R-Y-K-J. I'm out here dropping hot curling takes right now, so yes. uh, feel free yes. to, to follow through that. Um, thank you so much, to all of you who made it to the end of this podcast, we appreciate each and every one of you. And you have been
0: watching. Good night. <laughs>
1: You've been listening to a Wallop Media podcast. You can find us on Twitter at Wallop Media. The hosts of our shows are Rylan, Kyle, and DK. You can find Rylan on Twitter at Rylan Wallop and Kyle on Twitter at Kyle Wallop. Production is by RJ Spearin. you can find his work at facebook.com slash spear Logo designs are by Maisie Mulder. You can find her work on her website, MaisieMulderDesigns.com. Our podcasts are hosted by ACAST. You can listen to them on the podcast catcher of your choice or on our website, shows.acast.com wallopmedia.